0: This is Vince Russo's The Brand.
1: Now that's not just the coolest. That's not just the best. That's just incredible. Put that in your pipe and smoke it.
0: Welcome to Pro Wrestling 101. I am your host, GP John Paz from the Two Man Power Trip. With me today is a very special guest. He was the man behind the Attitude Era, the head writer of the WWE, WCW, TNA, etc., the man behind the brand, the one and only Vince Russo. Vince, welcome into Pro Wrestling 101. How you doing today? Oh, what's going on? I'm doing good. How are you, my friend? Doing good. I had to do a subdued hello and welcome just so I don't get yeah. any crap from you. Hello! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hello! Yeah. Little Mad Dog Russo you know, mixed in there. Hello! Yeah, yeah. I love, I love, uh, I love him, man. He's a man. I, I can't listen anymore to talk radio because Francesca's not on anymore. I'm not happy about it.
1: Yeah, no, that was great, man. You know, uh, living in New York during that time of their height, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog was phenomenal, man. I loved it. listen to him every day. The best.
0: Anybody, like, besides him is just downhill. Yeah. They were were the best. Now, as far as today, we're doing Pro Wrestling 101 and wanted to talk about writing and none other... You know, no one had better really to talk about writing than the head writer, the man behind the highest ratings ever in the history of the business, you. So kind of the first question with just writing, is writing the same as booking or is it completely different?
1: Completely different. I'll tell you why. It is completely different. Usually a booker is a former wrestler or even in some cases an active wrestler. And what are bookers going to do? Because, you know, like I said, they're former wrestlers. What bookers do is they start with the match. What two guys are going to have a great match? So they will book that match, and then they will try to make sense out of a story. With a writer, it's completely the other way. It's the story first what two guys would match up with a good story. So it's the story first, and then the story will organically become the match. So it's, it's really bookers start with match first, writers start with story first. That's a huge difference, bro.
0: Yeah, definitely. Didn't really think about it in those terms. but Yeah, I guess that's right. So when you're the writer, are you the quote-unquote matchmaker and deciding who's winning and losing to, or that's different as well? Oh, matchmaker yeah. No, we
1: winning. we we definitely need to know who's winning and losing based on where we're going in the story. So we definitely, you know, the writers uh, definitely book the finish of the matches. Uh, very, very, very important for the story.
0: When you're writing... Are you deciding, like, let's say, okay, the direction of where you're going, like, uh, Austin needs to lose this month, but he'll, you know, what I mean? Are you doing that, or is that Vince McMahon saying, "No, nah, we Austin's got he's gonna win all the way through summer"? You know what I mean? Like, who, that, who's making that, those decisions?
1: That, 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 I'm always gonna say, me and Ed, because we spent a lot of time riding together. That, that's me and Ed. I mean, me and me and Ed. Basically, bro, the way we did it was we went from pay per view to pay per view. So if it's, uh, you know, July 1st, we know what the uh, August 1st pay-per-view is. So we're little, literally booking four weeks uh, in a row to get to the next show. So that's that's usually how we booked.
0: When you are the writer, are you the, really the first ever wrestling writer? Because before you and Ed kind of came along, and really you first, I don't remember there being quote-unquote writers wrestling were you kind of technically the first writer
1: uh i don't know bro because what would you call you know i mean bro i know you know during the wrestlemania years and all that i know most of that was like vince pat and bruce and i i don't know what the structure was bro and i don't know how they did it but i can tell you this i think i was definitely the first one to sit down and literally write a 10 page uh wrestling show because bro it's funny when i started with bruce uh bro they they had these pink sheets and the pink sheets were seg 1 seg 2 seg 3 and they literally just put them you know whether it was a match in seg 3 or a promo in seg 4 i mean that's all it was when by the time I started writing shows, bro, you're putting every single thing into that format. I mean everything. you are writing a television show, uh, you know accounting for all the time, accounting for you know uh, you know playing into commercials and out of commercials it's' you're, you're, it's no different bro than writing a television show, no different.
0: When you do that, when you're writing, are you literally have a blank piece of paper, so to speak? And and you literally just start from scratch or like, how does that process go when you're actually like first writing that first episode? Where do you start?
1: Bro, absolute blank, blank piece of paper. And that's what Vince cannot do. Vince McMahon, bro. You know, it's just it's not one of his tools. You cannot give Vince McMahon a blank piece of paper and ask him to write a show. You've got to give him something. And that's what Ed and I did. We wrote the show in its completion and we handed a final show to Vince. So there were never any big decisions to be made. Like Vince would kind of go through our show and look at the nuances and stuff and maybe add a little something to punch this up or something like that. But um, once he got that full show, there were no big decisions made at that point to change that show.
0: Before you have that blank piece of paper, before you're about to write, do you go around to the wrestlers and say, Hey, uh, Steve Austin, what's your character? Like do you go and collaborate with them I'm like hey um, talking Mishinoku like hey let's talk a little bit. What do you like? I'm, uh, do you like? Uh, yeah,
1: I'm always talking to him, bro. I'm always talking to him. I'm always listening to them. I'm always, you know, hearing what they're thinking all the time. I mean, no doubt about it, bro. They were a huge, huge part of the process. No doubt about it
0: what's like your base when you like when you first want want to write do you want to know like who's in the main event or do you start from the bottom like what's your
1: base yeah i want to know i want to know what's the main theme of that show because that main theme is going to be the beginning the middle and the end and uh between, we're going to keep weaving that story throughout. So you definitely, bro, are going to start with what the main story is going to be. And that's going to be your main event. And the main event usually starts in seg one. You usually visit it somewhere around seg six in the middle, but throughout the entire show, you're weaving that main event through.
0: Is that what you always say when you say threading a show? They don't know how to thread the show anymore. Is that what that means?
1: Absolutely. 1000%. Yes.
0: So when you're doing that, is your, like, let's say Steve Austin, for instance, is he like the main focal point? Like, okay, Steve Austin, he's the guy, he's the draw.
1: The champion, won. the champion should always be the main vocal point, bro. Whoever the champion is and that title and that belt, that should always be the main vocal point. Always, bro. Always.
0: Now you always said the title is a prop. Is it a prop?
1: It is a prop. It absolutely. What do you mean by that? Prop. Well, it's nobody's winning it. No, nobody wins the belt. You know, the belt has never been won by anybody. But the basis of wrestling is that prop or that belt is supposed to be the most important thing on the show. Everybody should be there because they want to win that belt. Everything should be revolving around that belt. Because again, you got you got to start with the premise of if this is real. If this is MMA, everybody wants to be the champion. If this is professional boxing, everybody wants to be the champion. If this is professional wrestling, everybody should want to be the champion.
0: Now, it, it to the guys, though, it's very important to be champion because it's more than a prop. because it's like financial gain. It's maybe yeah. more merchandise I and mean, it, it, it's a lot more to the wrestler, right? It, it, it,
1: it's, it's you know, bro, it really, it really depended. You know, I mean, you, you would be surprised, bro. To some, it meant a lot. To some, it was like, oh, shit, bro, I, I got to carry this thing around on the road. I mean, seriously, I, I'm being that. That's why I say it's a prop. Because there were wrestlers that like, you know, didn't want to go through the hassle of, you know, going through TSA and they've got explained. They, uh, there were a lot of guys that hated that. But again, like you said, bro, bro, I I think you got, I think you got a couple of people. I think you get, you have the, the absolute mark in the ring where this is the dream and they're crying after winning it and all that shit then you got your kevin nashes where it's just dollar signs it's th- this gives me power this puts me in a position of power or i can negotiate more money and then you have other guys bro like that could really just care less either way and the truth is it's really a hassle to bring this around from town to town so it it, it really it really does depend on the individual bro like a lot of people have, a lot of people make such a Big deal, bro! Out of me winning the you like they'll ask they ask me if I have it, and I'm like, bro, you freaking nuts! <laughs> like I I won I won it by being speared out of the cage, and on the very next show, I relinquished it. Like I don't I don't have that belt in my office, bro. I couldn't tell you what that if bro. If right now you put five belts on the screen, I couldn't tell you what. Belt. I, I honestly, I I have no idea what that belt uh that I won. I have no idea what it even looks like. But that belt, bro, means uh means different things to different people.
0: From a writing perspective, why did you win the title? Like writing wise, what was like? What was the usefulness well, of it to do it,
1: that? It's it's so easy to say that, John. And I know somebody like you will understand, bro. Me, me, and Ed, he, he as wrestling fans. This was our this was our number thing. This was our number one thing. Every time we sat down to write a show, bro, we are not going to write something that wrestling fans saw a million times before. We're not going to do it, bro. And Ed and I had seen a lot of wrestling, bro. And I can't rem- I can't tell you how many times we're writing something and we would stop and say, "Nope, been done, bro. We we've seen it a million times before." Bro, when you have something that is unexpected, when something that is unexpected happens, bro, all of a sudden now you open up this creative envelope. And now you can go down so many roads that have never been traveled before. That's that's why, bro, a Vince Russo wins a heavyweight title. No way, no how. Was should Vince Russo have ever won this? But the fact that he did now, well, now, bro, now you're going to go in, in unwarranted territory nobody's ever gone before. The same with a David Arquette. Holy shit, bro, like a, a, an actor, you know, pinned Derek Bischoff, and then he wins this title, and there's this moment of jubilation, but then the reality sets in like, wait a minute, bro, like, I'm not going to defend this. You know what I'm saying, bro? You do things like that because it just opens up creativity and avenues that you would have never went down before. And, John, I'm going to compare it to today's wrestling. You put on the show, we've seen it all a million times before. That's what Ed and I were not going to do. When you do that,
0: like let's say you you're sitting down, you're writing that show. How does the the process go from start to finish? Like, like you have the plan, like oh, we're gonna do like your favorite word, swerve. We're gonna swerve them, and I'm gonna win. Like, how does the process go of kind of putting that together and then like executing it? That's from the writing standpoint.
1: That's exactly it, bro. Because he, here's what they don't do anymore, bro. This is exactly what they don't do anymore. When I'm writing these shows, um, I'm putting myself in the boots of everybody I'm writing for. What would, what would happen if this actually happened? Here's a p- perfect case in point, John, you watched roll last week. Mm-hmm. Okay, John, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, g- give me the names of your two best friends. Uh,
0: Chris and, uh, my brother, Jason. Okay. So.
1: Chris, Jason and John go to a bar. Okay. Chris, Jason and bar- John go to a bar somebody starts mouthing off to you okay bro you turn around and this guy cracks you ahead cracks you across the head with a bottle okay now who is it Jason and Chris you said yep okay now Jason and Chris are right there are Jason and Chris running a hundred feet away? And grabbing and holding on to each other while this guy beats the shit out of you? No, bro, that would never in a million years happen. Would never happen. And that happens today because, bro, in the wrestling bubble, baby faces and heels. The heels have to run. No, bro, these guys, gender and cranky and shanky, they're supposed to be freaking buddies, bro. That would never happen never in a million years. So now you got a casual fan like me watching this saying, "Bro, come on. Like <laughs> it would never happen." So it's the same thing with me. It's like, "Okay, Vince Vince gets uh speared through a cage." Now all of a sudden, he's he's the reality is he's got this belt. How does Vince react? What does Vince do? Well, of course, what Vince does is I do a sit-down interview with Mike Tanay, and I say, wearing a neck brace, bro, I've got nothing else to prove. I, I, I proved that I could be world champion like this. I pin Booker in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing else for me to prove. Therefore, I'm going to relinquish this title, blah, 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 blah. That's what you do, bro. You do the swerve and then you stop for a minute and say, okay, bro, if this swerve happened, now what would really happen? If this thing played out, how would this thing play out? That's how you do it.
0: Uh, absolutely with like doing stuff like that let's say uh, on raw where they they don't execute is that just simply these writers have nothing like no knowledge of wrestling like you gotta have that knowledge of wrestling right and a little well, bit try to make it make sense a little
1: i'll tell you what chris uh i mean john What what i think is more important than that john john i don't think they have any experience in life bro if if i'm a 25 year old writer I'm a 25-year-old dude, bro, okay? Or a 22-year-old, whatever. That You hire me right out of college. If I got a, if I got a Randy Orton, How, how can I write for a guy that has lived, you know, 20 years longer than me, that has been in this business for 20 years, that has a wife and that has a family and that's always on the road and that's always getting hurt. And, but how how can I do that? Bro, people forget, you know, John, my, my, the biggest thing I had on my side, John, he, 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 and, and this was a part of my success. John, when I was writing the WWE stuff, I was in my 30s, bro. I was in my 30s. I had owned my own businesses. I had worked for CBS. I was married. I had kids. I was a 30-something-year-old man who had experienced life. So when I'm working with a rock or an Austin or this or that, I, I've got the age to know okay, bro, well, you know, Austin's a, a little younger than me, but I, 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 I'm I, already past where Austin's at. Austin at his age in this situation would probably do this. I, I had the experience of life. A lot of these people don't have that, bro. Very true. Good point. Not a lot of people
0: think about that. If you go back let's say attitude era what's like the day in the life uh, of Vince Russo let's say you, you wake up are you going to the arena like like are you you doing it from home when you're writing do you doing it from Vince's office like what's the day in the life let's say attitude era uh, for Vince Russo writing the show
1: well bro I will say this you're always thinking about it you're, you're always, always, always constantly thinking about it. You never stop thinking about it, bro. Not for a day, bro. I, I used to come up with the majority of my stuff, bro, either in the shower or either driving my car by myself. That's where I would come up with the majority of stuff. And bro, it starts the second the show ends. So like, you know, if it's Monday Night Raw or, you know, Monday Night Raw ends, Okay bro. And I'm telling you, a lot of this does not happen anymore. Monday Night Raw ends. We go home first thing Tuesday morning. We go right to the office. Bro, here's the first thing we do. We watch the show. Because, bro, when we're there producing and working behind the scenes, we can't watch the show. And, bro, a lot of times things happen in the show organically that you didn't write. Like, like, some, like, wait a minute, bro, and we'll watch the show because, well, wait a minute, bro, because that happened. We've got to address that now. You, you know what I'm saying? So we, we we've got to watch the show so we know everything that happened in that show, and then we have to address it. So we'll sit down on a Tuesday and we'll watch the show, and then, bro, like as soon as we watch the show, we will get to writing the show. And basically what, 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 what we do, bro, is we're sitting down, we're writing the show every single segment, every segment of that show. We're laying out everyone who's going to be on the next pay per view is going to be covered somehow on that show, whether it's a match, whether it's a pre tape, whether it's a sit down interview, everyone who has a match is going to be covered on this show. So now we more or less have the skeleton of this show. Here's seg one, seg two, seg three, blah, blah, blah. Now we go to Vince's house and Ed and I sit there and we lay out the entire show to Vince. We we lay out soup to nuts. Okay. This is where Vince adds his two cents. And bro, I'm telling you, and whether people want to believe me or not, I don't care. There were never any major changes. Vince would would listen to the show of why we laid it out. Vince would ask his questions, and then Vin, Vin, Vince Vince would add his stuff. It would be that simple, you know. Once we got that from Vince, now we go back, and now basically it's me sitting behind the computer with every single detail of that show from from music and entrance to match notes to to the times to you know w- you know what we're playing going into a commercial getting out of the commercial how the show ends I'm literally writing that show which is gosh bro probably and you're talking about 10 to 20 pages I'm usually doing that on Thursday. The show's done now. Okay. Now, very, very late on Friday, Vince calls me up to the office. Here's the final show, Vince. Vince goes over it again. You know, if there's a little tweak here, tweak there, we make those tweaks. Bro, when I ended that meeting with Vince, which was usually, uh, you know, six ish on a Friday, that's the show. That show does not change. When we go to the arena, that's the show. This is the show we're doing. That show never, ever changed. Also, bro, keep in mind, while this is going on during the week, I'm phoning talent, Because I'm giving them a heads up of this is what we, this is what we've got for you. This is what I'm writing. And at that point, they throw their two cents in. So if I'm calling rock, bro, this is what you're doing this week. He'll hang up, think about it, call me back. What if we add this? What, bro, they were always involved during the week. So now when you get to TV. They're not seeing this for the first time. They know what they're doing. We talked about it. We talked about why you're doing it. You added your, you know, comments in your two cents. We've already done all that before we get there. So then by the time you get there, you give the talent a heads up. You you involve them. Bro, it's just a matter of producing the show at that point. Not but 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 from what I understand today wow bro they are nowhere close to any of that vince is changing things the last minute things are being written at tv bro it never used to work that way never man how many
0: like copies let's say of that script are you printing out and like who gets this all those scripts?
1: that's a great question bro probably 25 you know writers agents um D- director Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn would definitely get a show. Um, the producers, if if other people were helping me produce uh, pre-tapes, um, bro, I would, you know, bro. Here's what we did too, man. We would break down every talent's involvement in the show and give that to the individual talent. So, like D'Lo would have pages of. What's Delo doing on this show? And Velvet would have pages of what, Vel- bro, this is how organized and, you know, th- this is, th- bro, this is, people need to understand this is a big part of the success. There, there was no chaos. Ever, bro, this this is a schedule every single week that we never waived from, we never changed. Uh, this is not, absolute chaos this is this is like any television show would be handled i mean bro when 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 they're shooting uh episodes of the office they know what they're shooting right. you know they, they they know what um you know michael scott is saying like they know what they're doing that's exactly how this was run at the time
0: you never wrote out a scripted exactly what they're saying right bullet points for the wrestlers,
1: it, it would depend on who it was. It really would, bro. Because, bro, there were some guys that wanted me to write it verbatim, and and if you, wow. Jeff Jarrett was one of those guys. Like you know, Jeff wanted me to write his stuff verbatim. Goldust wanted me to write his stuff verbatim, bro. I wrote a lot of sean's stuff verbatim. It really, it really depends on who you're writing for, bro. One one of the things that I learned was. When you got a great technical wrestler, when you've got like a Jarrett, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, guys like that would want me to write out their stuff verbatim because all they wanted to think about was the match. Like their focus was on the match and like they had to trust in me like I'm going to be thinking about my match and I'm going to be sit down. You know, it was the match, the match, the match, Vince. Just write my verb and you give it to me of what I have to say. So it real that that's the thing, bro. You got to adjust to the individual. They don't again. I I get the impression that's not what's happening there today. It's a it's a broad. Everybody gets the script and they got to read it verbatim. You know when we would do it, bro. It really depended on how much does that talent need us. It it it, it changed from person to person, bro.
0: With, like, writing for, for certain talents and, and, let's say, bullet points for, for others and stuff like that, are you giving up between you and Ed? Like, okay Ed, okay, Ed, you talk to Rock and Austin, I'll talk to these guys, or are you handling most, like, okay, I'm going to talk to everybody?
1: Yeah, no, bro, me and Ed, like, all the pre-tapes, all the in-rings, like, we're, we're doing all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, me, me and Ed are definitely divvying that stuff up because it was, you know, like just way, way too much for one person to do.
0: When Vince edits the show and, and like does his, the red line or whatever you want to call it, are you saying like, I agree with it? Or are you saying like, oh, Vince or like, pushback? I, like both,
1: like- both, you know, what, what, whatever I really thought, bro, like whatever I really thought, but I I will say this, bro. And I've said this a million times. Because you know, bro, you 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 want you you hear the thing all the time because you know everybody hates me, bro. So nobody wants to give me credit. So Vince was this great filter, bro. He he John, this was the brilliance of Vince McMahon. And and I have no problem saying that. This was the genius. Bro, me and Ed had written hundreds of shows. And Ed was much, much smarter than I was. And Ed had written, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Weird Science. Ed had written movies. Ed had done this. Okay. So, bro, when we wrote the show, our whole goal was Vince ain't gonna poke one hole in anything. So, right. like we're sitting there, we're we're knowing what Vince is going to object to and we're not writing that because we know we 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 know what the guy is going to say so Ed and I got to the point of bro he's not going to find one hole in this not one thing right so then bro sure enough we'd go to his office and he would find those couple of things where if Ed and I had wrote in 8 Vince would Vince would call it the nuances. He would make this one little tweak, bro, where that eight became a ten. And Ed and I were like, "Oh, bro, like why did not we see that?" Like, th- I have that's I give Vince all the credit in the world for that, bro, because we used to put our blood, sweats, and tears and say, "Bro, he ain't gonna change nothing. We're not gonna give him." That. And then we'd sit there. And he'd find a couple of things that always made it better. But, bro, there was no filter. Vince never said, okay, we'll do that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay, we'll do that. He never did that, bro. We gave him a a complete show, again, with the nuances. Bro, Vince had a way. Here's where the nuances came in, bro. Vince had a way of taking what we wrote and bro now he's playing it out in his head he is seeing in his head what we wrote and bro he is seeing every little detail and that's when bro he would add these little details that freaking ed and i did not see and we'd be like oh shit bro that that's, that's how it worked, bro. I mean, I have said that till I'm blue in the face and, oh yeah, bro. uh, Russo was successful at WWE because Vince was the filter, bro. It never, if it worked that way, John, I would tell you, I, I would have no problem telling you that's the way it worked, but bro, I'm telling you the difference between then and now is bro, we handed Vince a full show and all he had to do is go through that show. Well, okay, let's, let's just do this here. And maybe he says this here, go through the show. That's why you got what you got. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing today. He's writing the show. He's changing things at the last minute and nobody will challenge him, and, I'm like, yep, bro. When I watch the show, like that's what I see, (laughs) you know, 1000%. You could see it in the show.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you think that the writing in general, and especially their thankless job, because either Vince gets the credit or Austin or, you know, the guys get the credit. Is writing for there? Was that kind of just a thankless job? It it
1: was 1000% thankless, uh, John, but I'll be honest with you. Like, I didn't give a shit. I I, I don't need credit for this. Like, I, I know what I did. So, bro, the problem is like the situation is I don't need the credit. I, I don't give it. Bro, the guys that I worked with, Austin, Mick, Rock, Sean, they, they know what I did. They, they know what was mine and they know what Vince did. I don't need the credit. My problem comes with, bro, don't go out of your way to discredit me. Because no, bro, I don't need the credit. I, I I honestly don't. But when you start talking shit to discredit me, that is absolutely untrue. That's when I'm going to have an issue with you.
0: Gotcha. Now we could probably go on forever talking about writing, and probably should have you back on to even dissect it even further. But we'll cut it short. We'll cut it short here because
1: yeah, we'll we'll do it again, John. I I got, I got no problem. uh, (laughs) I got no problem doing it again. I, I I found out, like, believe it or not, I got to fill in for one of the beautiful people today because, what? yeah, Angelina is very, very, very sick, so so Velvet wasn't going to do the show. I'm like, because I tell you this all the time, John, I'm like, no, there is no not doing shows. No, we've got it. We've got customers. We got subscribers. You just don't not do a show. So I said to Velvet, I said, Velvet, I will sit in with you because we need to deliver a show. But I would definitely, John, I have no problem, man. We will continue this discussion. Uh, We could get more specific, whatever you want to do, because this is the stuff that's interesting to me. I I love talking about the process and how it worked. And then, bro, like I could tell you, okay, this was the process at WWE, and this is why it worked. This was the process at WCW, and maybe not so much. Right. This was the process at TNA. Like, Bro, every process was different. I could tell you how every one of them worked, and I could tell you wh- where this one fell short and where that one fell short. Right now, we're talking about the WWE. And, bro, I'm telling you, during the Attitude Era, this was a well oiled machine this wasn't chaotic this was very uniformed very structured uh and that had a lot to do with the success of the program
0: there's no doubt about it and the proof is in the pudding as they say it's right there as elliot often your boy would say the proof is in the pudding (laughs) we'll see when they play on monday (laughs) the proof will be in the paper yeah
1: yes yep absolutely man
0: But let's head to the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. Of course, Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash Vince, What do you got?
1: I got right now russo'sbrand.com and patreon.com forward slash russo twc. And, John, you know, bro, we're building up the brand now. It's going to be 30 non-wrestling shows uh, with, with six cool categories, we're building that. We're looking to launch that August 1st. So, guys, I would say right now as we build out the site, if you could just go to our Twitter and follow us at Realm, R-E-L-M, Network. Follow us on Twitter, and it will bring you every place else.
0: Nice. nice. Of course, Patreon as well. There's some great stuff over there. But, uh, Vince, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Pro Wrestling 101. Really appreciate the, uh, the time and the insight. We'll have to do it again.
1: Yeah, no, John. I thank you, and I do thank the I do thank the great, thought out, insightful questions. I mean, like with somebody like you, bro. I literally I could talk to you for hours, because it's not going to be okay. The, the Vince Russo uh, interview question. Here's question number Like it's always the same, and 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 I feel, bro, when it's always the same, man, you're really missing out on the good stuff. You know, yeah. you're really missing out on what, what made something successful compared to, you know, millions of people no longer watching. Like there, there is a reason how we went from this point to that point. And it is so interesting to break it down and talk about what can bring it back on track But when it's the same stupid 10 questions every time, you can never have these conversations.
0: Yep, I got you. But uh, Vince, thank you again. And thank you, everybody out there for listening. We'll see you right back here next week for a little Pro Wrestling 101. See you next week, folks. brother.